So are you the one that told Dr. Fauci to close the country down? Uh, no. <laughs> it's the class of 1980. 40, 40, 40 years. Thank you for tuning in once again to interviews with the class of 1980. I don't know. We need a fancy name for this uh, little podcast or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I really doubted that many people would want to do it, but you guys are enjoying actually listening to it. And uh, people want to tell their story. I'm getting some notes uh, every day uh, saying put me on the list i enjoy doing it you enjoy listening so it's kind of a symbiotic relationship uh, i listen to a lot of different podcasts and the other week uh, podcast i was listening to mentioned that her website was not working correctly and as you, some of you know i do computer networking and do web uh, design web maintenance uh, server maintenance for a lot of my clients and so i sent her an email and said, hey, let me take a look at that. I might be able to fix it for you. And uh, she was kind enough to give me a shout out on the next episode. If you listened to last week's episode, I was kind of uh, opining about my website, theworkingsingerpodcast.com, because it was down. There were hosting issues and all of that kind of thing. And I wasn't really getting that much um, help from the host provider. It was dragging on. And a listener who heard the episode last week, the amazing Dean Martin, not of the Rat Pack fame, <laughs> but, uh, you know, reached out and, and said that that was something he could help me with, and he was happy to do it, and he saved my life last week. So I really, really appreciate it. So there you go. I uh, had time to do it and uh, build up my karma for the rest of the year, so I am good to go. Anyway, uh, contact me on Facebook for your interview. We want to hear from you. Today, we get to talk to Penny Griffith-Mallory, so uh, uh, welcome, Penny, to the show. How are you doing? Great, Dean. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to talking with you. I know with your job, and we'll get into that later, you've been super busy the last uh, couple of weeks, so I am glad you took time this weekend to um, give me a few minutes of your time. So maybe just give us a grand overview of where you've been and who you've seen, what you've done since uh, we last saw you in high school. Okay. So right after high school, uh, in the fall of 1980, I started working and taking classes at Shippensburg University. I worked at the university for about 14 years at first. In 1983, I got married and uh, later had an only child, had a son. And we lived in Shippensburg and had our family raise my son in Shippensburg, I was in Shippensburg actually for 26 years. Wow. Yeah. So I worked at the university the first 14 years and was uh, just very busy with the normal life of raising my family, working full time, involved in our church activities and involved with family. And after 14 years, my husband and I decided to do a two-year term of voluntary service with Mennonite Central Committee. Wow. So... Yeah, so I left my job at Shippensburg University. We took our son, and we just worked at the headquarters of Mennonite Central Committee in Akron, PA. I worked in financial services, and my husband worked with the Self-Help self Crafts Ministry. And during that time in those two years, we also helped build a church to start a, church, a Brethren in Christ church in that community. Okay. So that was part of our ministry. Just as so, a short diversion, I actually grew up in the Mennonite church, which I hated, but uh, be that as it made, from like 14 on, I was I was just a hellion. I was pretty rebellious, but after totaling 
several vehicles, a bunch of accidents. Uh, I really like to go fast and didn't really care if I lived or died much at, <laughs> at 18. But uh, shortly after that, I decided it was time to get my uh, make some changes in my life. And I actually went to Homestead, Florida with the, with the Mennonite Church um, Voluntary Service Program. Wow, did you? Yeah. Uh, and what years was that, in the 80s? It would have been uh, probably January of 81 to January of 82. Okay. Well, because when I was at MCC and I worked in financial services, we were shelling out a lot of money to Homestead because uh, of, uh, I can't remember if it was Andrew or... Was Andrew, probably, Andrew. yeah. Yeah, but we got a lot of money in for Andrew, and we're sending a lot of supplies to Homestead when I worked there. And I was there from 94 to 96. Yeah, well, there was a smaller hurricane went through when, when I was down there and uh, flooded the, the city. We drove through the, the – it's, it's all flat down there, so it's like three, three or four feet of water uh, through the whole uh, downtown area and uh, – we had this van with new, this rusted out floorboards. We drove through the, through this water, and water's coming up through the floor. And but, uh, yeah, uh, but Andrew was just completely devastating. Just uh, ripped through there, and it's it doesn't look anything the same now. They say. It seems like it. I'm glad I wasn't there. Anyway, sorry, sorry to hijack <laughs> your story. Not, no, that's good. <laughs> so, uh, of course, the, doing the voluntary service was a life changing time for my family. It was a very good experience, very growing experience for us. But our son was young. He was like in third, third, fourth, fifth grade while we were there. And we decided to come back home to Shippensburg after our two years of service. And we got back into the same kind of life in Shippensburg. I went back to work at the university. My husband went back to his job. And we, for the next many years, were involved again with family life and friends and church. I enjoyed my life working at Shippensburg University, worked in a number of different offices from admissions to social equity to communications and marketing, then the executive vice president for external relations and government relations, and then finally um, in the office of the president. So probably around the time frame of 2005 to 2008, a lot of changes occurred. Uh, president Sedia, who had been the president at Shippensburg University for 24 years, retired. I got a new boss. My husband and I decided to end our marriage. Oh, my. my uh, yes, we, we divorced. My son graduated from Shippensburg University. Life was just <laughs> a big change for me during right. those years. Mm-hmm. And so through that change, I decided it was time for me to make a really extreme change. And I decided with the, I had over 25 years of service with the Shippensburg University. And I took uh, the opportunity to take advantage of the benefits of retirement from there. And in November of 2008, I retired from the university. And a month later, I accepted an opportunity to start working at the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda. And so this was another huge change for me. But I was a single woman, son was grown, had nothing, no commitments holding me back. I sold my home in Shippensburg, and I moved to uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, to work in Bethesda at the NIH, and started a different life. Cost of living down there is uh, just a bit higher than here. Oh my <laughs> gosh, you can't even imagine! I, it, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. So, I only lived in Silver Spring for a short time. Uh, loved my job at NIH. Loved learning, living in the city. 
learning to ride the metro, learning to navigate in the traffic and the crowds and everywhere you went, it's crowds. Uh, it was really different from being a small town country girl from Greencastle and Shippensburg, but I was enjoying it. Was lonely because uh, I had no one there, no family. And of course, right. I spent every weekend coming back home to Greencastle to visit my parents. And I, I, for anyone who knows me, I am a very family oriented person. I've always been very close and still am very close to my parents and sisters. And But I would come home on the weekends and when I wasn't going down to the Smithsonian or doing something in the city. But a year or so after I was at the NIH, my mom got sick and was diagnosed with cancer. And I immediately found a place in Greencastle and moved back to Greencastle to be near my family. And I did the commute from Greencastle to Bethesda for a little while. And then it was getting very tiring. So I had an opportunity to take a job at Letterkenny Army Depot so I could stay there near my mom. And I took the job at Letterkenny for one year. And after that year, my mom was healthy. My mom's cancer-free, thank God. Um, both of my parents were healthy at the time. And I had another opportunity to go back to the NIH. So after of being in Greencastle and at Letterkenny for a year, I chose to go back to the NIH. Um, the NIH is an amazing place to work. Um, and I'm sure you're hearing a lot about it on the news these oh days with Dr. Goodness. Fauci. Yes, Dr. Yes. Fauci. I ride the elevator with Dr. Fauci a couple times a week. Well, when we're at work, the last three weeks, I haven't seen him except for on TV. <laughs> but uh, he works in the same building I do at NIH. So anyway, I went back to the NIH, and I've been there since back since about 2011. But much of that time, I was commuting from Greencastle and teleworking from Greencastle to Bethesda. But more recently, um, after my son returned home from his second deployment in Afghanistan, oh my, um, yes, I um, and he he returned from Afghanistan. He works at the Pentagon, so we found this great opportunity that I could live to be near my grandkids and my son and daughter-in-law, and my son and I could commute to work together. We ride together. We stop at NIH. He gets out of the car and gets on the metro and rides down to the Pentagon to work. And I go to work at the NIH. And then he calls me when he's leaving the Pentagon and the metro and comes back and we ride home together. So I have a great <laughs> time to spend time with my son during the day on our long commute. Right. And then I have plenty of time to spend with my young grandchildren. So so are you the one that told Dr. Fauci to close the country down? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. You're, I you're honestly... <laughs> No. And I honestly, I can't talk about my opinions about any of the, the virus stuff or the closures or anything. Um, I'm here to do my job and support support what NIH does and to support what our president does. And so I'm just along for the ride and doing everything I can. But I can tell you, I want to go back to work because I'm working at home harder than I, not harder, but I'm working longer hours. I'm working these last three weeks since being home, Monday through Friday, I've been working 10, 12-hour days on my computer here and then maybe one or two hours on the weekends um, just trying to get things caught up and just to keep up. It's a lot going on there. We mentioned Silver Spring, Maryland, and Bethesda area, and that, uh, that area of the country is just uh, built up crazy. It's like the extension of uh, Washington, D.C., but you would never think it was used to be country roads and and uh, farm fields. But uh, sitting at the poker table a couple months ago and mentioned something about uh, West Virginia having a song written about it, 
And the guy says, you know that song, Country Roads, was written in Maryland. And, of course, I thought the guy had no idea what he was talking about. Right. So I went home, and sure enough, Bill Danoff and Taffy Nivert, who later became Starland Vocal Band, actually were driving through uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, on a way to visit family. And uh, they wrote this chorus, Country Roads, Take Me Home. You know, it was just farmland and, and uh, Country Roads at that time. And uh, they were friends with John Denver and several months later gave it to uh, played it for him. And he said, I, that's a great song. He said that he stayed up all night and wrote the verses, changed it to West Virginia because it rolled off the tongue better. And there you go. Weird uh, side story about uh, that area of Maryland. Oh, my gosh. I'll have to look that up now, too, to read it. With the variety of places that you've lived and worked and um, it just doesn't get any more exciting than being at the NIH at this time in history. So, uh, and of course I have my own opinions about, uh, closing the country down. If you listen to me and Ed go on about it during that interview, we kind of, you kind of figure out where we come down on it. I just feel like there had to be, there has to be some better solution than just, uh, destroying the entire economy for several weeks or months or whatever crazy idea they have. I just, you know, people aren't going to deal well with, you know, we can take a couple weeks, maybe a month, but when people start to get stir crazy and, and just, uh, you know, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to stand for it for, for much more than first of May, but we'll see. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it's a challenging time. Wow. So I guess if we have a really rich, uh, one of our classmates, um, bribes you with enough money you can you can you know, wield some leverage there and make this thing go away <laughs> get this whole thing lifted <laughs> uh if i had that kind of authority i probably would be too busy to be talking to you right now <laughs> uh interesting vacation spots or other places that you've visited you've told us about a few areas where you lived and so forth well actually dean that's on my list of things to do um I'm not sure how long I'm going to work right now. Just today, I'm thinking four or five more years I'll work. It could be 10, but I really am interested in when taking some time to travel. I know I can travel now while I'm still working, but I want to take some real time to travel. I haven't been very many places. Okay. Um, I took a nice vacation with my parents and my husband back in 1997. We took a 10-day trip to Hawaii. Loved it and would love to go back to Hawaii someday. I love tropical and beach areas. I've been on five cruises all to warmer climates. Um, after now, I don't know if I'm going to do any more cruises. Yeah, though. I just I, talked to Joe. I talked to Joe Harbaugh earlier today, and she said she had taken quite a few cruises also. She said, uh, I don't think that I will do it again after what, she, I, what we see here. I, I honestly don't either. Um, I do have a trip coming. Well, I had... One of the things I can say that I've done over the years is I'm very close to both of my sisters, Kim and Diana. We do a lot of just going around to concerts. We okay. listen to country music and we do a lot of concerts. And a lot of our Facebook friends know that. They see us posting pictures all the time of going to concerts. So we enjoy that. But we had a, a trip planned in June to go to the CMA Fest, the Country Music Festival in Nashville. And just last week, we got our notification that that's canceled in June. Yeah, so I'm disappointed, but... Oh, well, maybe next year I'll get to go to CMA Fest in Nashville. Um, the next trip I do have planned, which I hope I get to go in July, uh, my entire family, 21 of us, are supposed to fly to Jamaica 
uh, to a resort. My one nephew's supposed to get married on the beach in Jamaica. So who knows if we'll get to go to Jamaica or not, but I hope so because it's one of the big trips that we're planning with my parents and, and uh, the family. So I don't know, don't know if we'll get there or not, but my fingers are I hope so too. Um, When I do retire, I'm ready to start doing some uh, international travel. I'd love to go to Australia, New Zealand, love to visit Italy, Paris and all the big places that people go. But I haven't done a lot of big trips yet. Yeah. Looking forward to it though. Well, I talked to Bill first, of course, and I was a bit jealous. He's retired already and seems to be uh, really enjoying that. So, uh, yes. I'm not at that point yet uh, financially. So, um, well, after this crisis, a lot of us might have to work a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting foods, favorite foods, favorite restaurants. Oh well, let me tell you, and you can tell from looking that there's not a whole lot I don't like. The only thing I don't like is uh, sushi. I'm, I do not like sushi. I've tried it once and I'm like, never again. I don't like anything that looks like eel or slimy but otherwise i like it but my favorites i love pizza and i love chocolate <laughs> i think i think everybody loves pizza i i mixed up a batch of yeah. pizza dough uh, last weekend and i had got uh, two new pizza stones one for the grill and one for inside and so uh, i made uh, pizzas one evening and um, they were really good. So we, so we had uh, breakfast pizza the next morning, and uh, a day later we had pizza again. So we the pizza dough turned out well, and we uh, we enjoyed it. Oh wow, that's good. Well, I'm not much of a cook. We well, are too now busy. For, I, I am. I am. So when I'm looking for a man, I'm looking for a man that can cook. There you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Do you do you watch any of the cooking shows or not? I do watch some of them, but because I. I'm not such a great cook. I like to sit and watch, but I don't try what's on there. Yeah. (laughs) What's an interesting uh, memory from high school? Oh, my gosh. I just have a lot of just good memories of spending time with friends. Nothing extreme stands out. I mean, I had a good time when uh, some of us took a beach week trip after graduation down to Ocean City. Um, I enjoyed our uh, senior trip to New York City. That was the first time riding the subway, and that was very interesting, very interesting trip. But just in general, I guess throughout my whole school life, just being with friends, I've always been somewhat of a social person, like to uh, chat and just like to hang out with my friends. So just a lot of good memories of the friendships developed over the years. And- have you have you kept up contact with uh, many of our classmates? What's that been like? Well, actually, I don't have like what you call close relationships that we do things together. Now, I've been together with like Joe and Betty Harbaugh for Old Home Week, and I get together with a lot of people during home, Old Home Week celebrations and uh, really enjoy those. But on the day-to-day, thank goodness for Facebook, which keeps us connected. And I think I've, uh, I have a lot of connections with classmates just basically on Facebook because of helping organize the class reunions in these recent years. Right. So I do, I do have a, a connection with where I can reach out to people and send them a message on Facebook and say, Hey, I need your contact information for the reunion or can you come to the reunion? But not like good, like, like solid good relationships that we have friendships that we hang out together. 
Well, I appreciate you taking the lead on getting these reunions started. I think you started several years ago, and Ed mentioned it also. You, you've been the one that kind of uh, uh, pushed and prodded and really uh, uh, made things happen, and it looks like this year could be pretty good. Yes, well, I appreciate that I, I had help. It was uh, 2010. Um, we were supposed to have a reunion, and no one had picked up on it, so Barb Benchoff-Piper and I got together and said, let's let's plan something so we didn't actually get to have the reunion in 2010 the year it should have been held but we had it early in 2011 and we had help from Sharon Tallham so it was just from there Barb and I have been working on it with other help from Kim Hikes and Angela Apol and now we have this committee with Bill and uh, Bill agreed to share it this year with me not living in Greencastle and being the, the job I have I'm going to help but Bill's helping take the lead and then we've got Lori his wife and Joe and Betty Harbaugh and Kim Hikes and Barb Benchoff Piper and Angie Laypol Bear. So I'm thankful for them and looking forward to putting together a fun celebration for October and hoping that we can all get together and just hope we can encourage people to come and just just to connect, just to, to see each other and right. you know have a good time. Yeah, and I think uh, I think you did put a good uh, committee together uh, that'll continue to to make this happen on a regular basis. So appreciate that also. Yeah, sure. So anything else uh, that I didn't ask you that you'd like to share? We've, you, we went down a pretty good road there. You, you we, uh, shared we a good did, bit. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to, um, I didn't mention my grandkids. I have three grandkids that I'm very close to, and I'm just so blessed to have a good close relationship with them. Riley is five. Her sister Hadley is four. And the baby boy Atticus is 15 months. And I'm wow. so enjoying uh, being a part of their lives and and my son and daughter-in-law's lives here. I just feel so blessed to have good close relationship with my family. I'm blessed to still have my parents and to be of course I haven't seen them for 3 weeks staying away from them with the the COVID-19. That's same uh, with me. Yep. But I've talked to my parents every day on the phone, sometimes two and three times a day and still having good close relationships with my family and and when I can connect with my friends, I enjoy that. But I've had a blessed life. I thank God for the life he's given me. I may not have traveled far. I may not have a big job in the spotlight or done anything amazing, curing any diseases. But I'm doing my part to help those scientists do that at NIH. But I've had a blessed life, and and uh, I'm just thankful for that. And I'm hoping to connect with a lot of, of our classmates again for our 40th reunion in October. I have a good feeling about it myself. I think the worst will be over. Not that everything will be back to normal, but at least uh, I'm hopeful that we'll at least be able to get back into public and be able to get together in October. I hope so too. I hope so, and I, I I'm, I'm feeling confident that by October we're going to see each other. <laughs> there you go. All right, Penny. Well, I really appreciate right. uh, you taking time today. It was fun to talk uh -huh. to you. Well, thank you, Dean, and thank you so much for doing all this and talking to our other classmates. This sure is really thing. good to connect. Yep, Take fun. care. Thanks. See you. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. And thank you for once again tuning in to the interviews with the class of 1980, Greencastle Antrim High School, 40th year reunion. So uh, look, hoping to see as many of you there as possible. And uh, contact me on Facebook or I have my, all my contact information on the website where these are hosted, and you can get a hold of me there, and I'll be glad to interview you. Thanks a lot. See you next time.